Hey, I'm Bert, and welcome to Season 2 of Dabbing with Washington Artists. If you're new to the show, the idea is simple. Six questions, six dabs. So pull up a chair, light your torches, as we interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. Hey everybody, my name is Avalon. Um, I own Big and Bold Creations. We have a variety of different things, most of which are one-of-kind items. Nothing's usually the same. Um, and my links are below, so check those out. My uh, bigandboldcreations.com is underworks. There's a button that says unique. If you hit it, it currently doesn't lead you anywhere. Give me a couple days and it'll take you somewhere where you can actually look at the items and make a purchase. And I'll be at some local pop-up markets. Just kind of follow my page on Facebook, uh, Big and Bold Creations on there. And I'll let you know what I'm up to. You can see what I'm working on currently and where I might be going. For today's series of dabs, we will begin our smoke session with a dreadberry, an OG cookies, and a white runs. And we will round out the session with the Jolly Ranchers, a Golden Pineapple, and a Ghost Tangy. All right. Thank you for joining us today, you guys, on Dabbing with Washington Artists. Today we are joined by Avalon, owner of Big and Bold Creations. Uh, thank you for driving up here. Thank you for the invite. So uh, you ready to get stoned and have some fun? Oh, yes. All right. Cool. Uh, so we let's see here. For our first dab today, we have some Dreadberry. Dreadberry is an indica dominant strain that is known for its strong couch lock effects and tendency to leave the smoker feeling detached. We found a gram of this sauce at a shop on Fifty Sixth Avenue in Marysville. And then you take it off. Yep, and go ahead and clear it. There you go. Holy shit! That's so easy. Right? <laughs> First thing we'd like to ask everybody is, uh, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? Being able to help, like, keep me from maybe not being as crazy as my wedding. I'll just be honest. <laughs> Slightly manic, too many projects at once, short period of time, thinking I have to have it done in a small amount of time. Mm -hmm. So it gives me the chance to kind of calm down. And then for pain because chronic illness is a thing. Absolutely. So, you know, there are multiple safety breaks throughout my day. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I miss calling them that. <laughs> oh, safety meetings. Yep, safety meeting, safety break. Some of you young, young smokers aren't gonna fucking remember any of this, but. <laughs> <laughs> I still occasionally like to, to use a can. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> So I, uh, I had to make a trip to Cali here not too long ago for for family purposes, and none of us thought to bring anything with us, but all of us had had something to drink out of a can that day. So old school, old school, like whatever. And we each have our own can now. That's perfect. Uh, do you have any particularly uh, like favorite strains, or do you, are you in like an indica sativa type person? So it depends. If I'm starting my day with a cup of coffee, then I'm mm -hmm. usually looking for a sativa. Okay. Kind of wake up, take some pain away, and 
think about, okay, what's on my list to do today? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's the what's the one that I least want to do? That's probably the one I should do first. There you go. So let's let's get that sativa, and I I use a like a I want to say it's Umbria coffee. It's an okay. espresso. Okay. And so I just kind of make it more like an americano. Add a little bit of extra water so that it'll give me a whole cup of coffee without that much espresso. Right, right. Because um, I don't need to be bouncing off the walls at you know seven a.m. And then. Um, after I take my my time with my sativa, I'll get my work going, and then throughout the day, it's kind of a blend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Perfect. Uh, and do you have a favorite strain at the moment? So, um, there's this. Uh, it's what is it? Hazeberry. Okay. And uh, I picked up one from Regulator at okay. a local shop. And Regulator is one of those that uh, it's decent quality for its price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cough on it is low. Mm-hmm. So you can take, you know, a decent sized break in the morning and only need just one because you can you can portion it out appropriately. For sure. All right. Uh, so for our second dab of the day, we have some OG cookies. OG Cookies is a hard-hitting indica that carries both the old-school OG and Animal Cookies terpene profile and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker couch-locked and with the munchies. We scored a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on 56th Avenue in Marysville. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. It's got like a really pretty flavor. Okay. So, uh, second thing we like to ask everyone here is uh, how has living in Washington influenced your creative process? Actually, quite a bit. Um, having people that I know that are also creative and artistic. So, it feels like it's a safer area to be so. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you find people that are like-minded, especially like friends, mm-hmm. then you can all kind of just bounce ideas evenly off of each other. And I think that's been a big thing. And I actually enjoy the cold and the rain up here. So that's a big help too, because I can just sit inside and listen to the sounds of it and yeah. And we get that a lot from, and even in different kinds of art, like music and stuff like that, they'll yeah. talk about how much safer they feel around other artists here. Um, it's a beautiful community. Yeah, it makes me kind of wonder about everybody everywhere else in the world, though. It's like, man, y'all cutthroat or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and do you find uh, the um, the natural um, um, landscape? to Washington uh, provides uh, particularly to your uh, form of art? It does. Um, like, bones and things, you can find them when you're out hiking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a natural way of collecting them. So it's ethical. Sure. You're, you're finding them in your travels. Um, I happen to have a really good friend who, who goes and does the hiking things more mm-hmm. so than I do because... 
time, life, whatever. Sure, of course. Um, so that's another way of contributing to kind of our artist community. Because I know a person who knows a person type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there's lots of different things like the feathers and stuff that I use. You find like in downtown, well, not downtown. Um, it's, Ben would know the word for this. It's like five mile drive, I think it is. Oh, like Point Defiance area? Yes, mm-hmm. that place. Oh, yeah. I love Point, <laughs> I love point Defiance. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've found quite a few feathers and stuff down there walking around and I've just been like hoarding them away like a small dragon. (laughs) So, uh, moving on to number three here, uh, we have some white runts. White runts is a well-rounded hybrid with a distinct candy-like flavor and sugary aftertaste and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker relaxed and with a floating feeling. We picked up a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on 188th Avenue in Linwood. If you have any difficulty drawing, you might have to be a little clogged. There we go. Okay, good. No, I realize that it's easier if I just try to hit it slower. It's mm-hmm. the pull at the very beginning when you're like, am I doing this right? Am I going to hit this too hard? It's got a really nice aftertaste. Very mellow and very earthy. I like that. Um, so here we are. Um, so you have recently been expanding your brand and started a business. I have. Um, what are some of the challenges in turning art into a business or a living? Word of mouth. Okay. Okay. That is that is the biggest thing because you can set up internet sites. I've, I've done this in the last couple days. Mm-hmm. But it's getting enough people that recognize your name or that know who you are Mm -hmm. either like personally your name or your business itself okay um preferably both (laughs) right right um and so taking the time to actually get that out there and um knowing how to answer a question and failure failure is part of it you're gonna start a project a hundred different times and you could fail five or six of them times. But at the end of the day, it's not really a failure either. It's, okay, what did I learn? What did mm-hmm. I do wrong? Did I overheat it? Did I overcrimp it? Um, did I not crimp it enough? <laughs> um, so, and just being able to roll with the punches and mm-hmm. know that art is an expression of yourself. And... Not everybody is going to find that expression beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, not You're not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. That is a really great idea, yeah. So that's I think that's the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. And then um, time. Mm-hmm. Setting up, okay, if, what am I working on today? And if, if you have any kind of, you know, like ADHD, things like that, you should see what my desk looked like for three days. Okay, and I would just push everything back and I'd have enough room for this other project that I need because I still need pieces of this and I can't lose that. So I just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So having family that understands the mess that also goes with this is really important. So moving on here, we got the halfway point. Um, Feeling good? 
Feeling yep. ready? All right. So our uh, next dab is some Jelly Rancher. Jolly Ranchers is a sativa-dominant hybrid with a tart and fruity terpene profile and is known for its cerebral high and tendency to leave the smoker chatty and euphoric. We found a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop in Capitol Hill. Oh, that's pretty cool. And with the... So you got... You got... No, I figured out how this thing works. And what is... This so you create a lot of pieces for Pirate and Renfair. Um, what has been your favorite piece and why? I don't know that I have like an all time favorite piece, but I don't know. Currently, in my box of goodies, I think it's this thing. It's just a regular crystal. Okay. And the fun thing about these is with the wire crystals, if you need a different crystal, depending oh, cool. on what you're using it for, oh, okay. Okay. you can change them out. That's neat. Yeah. So you just pop it in and out. And um, if I can get it to go back in there. There we go. <laughs> that's pretty cool and so it's it gives you you know multiple uses that way and it, it gives you a decent fan oh that's cool and do you have any um do you have any uh favorite like pieces of garb or uh or uh buffer weaponry that you've uh you've done either um no um, I myself don't make the weapons. I don't have, I don't have time for that. Okay. Um, we have a friend that we work with. Um, he's really good at it. And it's another local artist thing. He does it with a, a group of us that fight together. Okay. And so I just kind of, hey, buddy, what kind of deal can I make with you? What are we, you know, working on today? Mm -hmm. And um, then when we go out to events, we take the time to teach other people how to play, answer questions. Um, we're going to be doing um, an event in, I want to say it's September, um, <laughs> where we're actually going to be like holding a boffer arena for people to come in and fight and okay, different cool. things at one of the festivals. So That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I intend on actually doing like kid tunics. Because, so, the hardest thing to find, and it's part of, I guess, really what did lead to me wanting to do the items that I've chosen for business is finding easy garb for kids mm -hmm. and for people who are a little bit bustier okay. in one way or another. It's hard. If you walk into any rent fair, mm -hmm. okay, and you go up to a vendor, I would say... 80% of those vendors are going to not have a size that are going to fit you comfortably. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just what it is. Right. But if you're doing something that's a simple tunic, like I coffee stain some of my um, fabric, so it's immersive. It gives you the traditional look. Um, but I have like colored fabrics and stuff too. Um, and so a simple cut 
so that you can wear it with your your leggings or if you have jeans or you know anything like that but so that at least you're attempting to immerse with the group uh, and kids always want to dress up and they always oh, want to totally. hit each other with foam sticks they really do <laughs> I, I mean i have kids my kid loves playing sticks like it's his thing he will literally get out there and try to get all the adults to be like, come boffer with me, come boffer with me. So, I mean, putting a, together like a package that has, you know, a little boffer and a tunic in kids' sizes, things like that. That'd be brilliant. Things like that are stuff that I'll be bringing to my, my stands and things when I do. So for our fifth dab today, uh, we have some golden pineapple. Golden Pineapple is a sativa dominant strain that lives up to its name with a rich pineapple flavor that lingers and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker focused and alert. We scored a gram of these diamonds at a shop on 88th Avenue in Tacoma. There's a, a pineapple kush that I was smoking for a while. Oh, yep. And it was, it was one of my favorites because like this, there's hardly any cough to it. It's really smooth. Um, and so if you take a bigger dab, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> when you're creating either garb or, um, or your like jewelry or uh, your art pieces here, um, what are some of the difficulties in making them both um, visually appealing and functional uh, for like say garb or uh, things like that. Trying to find the in between. Mm -hmm. So um, part of me is like, oh, put all the pretty little trim on it. Like, am I doing too much? Am I am I moving away from just doing something simple and basic? Mm -hmm. Like, and questioning myself, have I am I doing it too much? Is is I guess the biggest thing. Okay. I'm supposed to start sewing projects tomorrow, actually. And uh, I know you guys are big into the boffing thing. Um, so uh, when you're, say, making garb, do you usually keep uh, it taking a beating in mind? Uh, is there usually a, a thought behind that? Um, so yes and no. So you do have to think about what you're going to be wearing it for. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're wearing it and it's really fancy, do you really want to be fighting in it? Because mm -hmm. it might get dirty and it might get torn. So keeping that in mind, knowing what fabrics, like okay. linens, things like that. Uh, and that's why when you start adding like the, the edging and things like that, you have to be like, okay, is it just enough or like on the kids' tunics? You really, you really probably don't want to put edging on that. Go basic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just finding the balance. So this one's our final one for the day, uh, is some ghost tangy. Oh, I have had that before and it's so good. Yes. So that is a sativa, yes? Yes. I've used that to start my day. Oh, yep, okay. Doing creative things several times. <laughs> Ghost Tangy is a sativa-dominant strain that is known for its incredible surge of energy that lasts for hours and its tendency to leave the smoker chatty and excited. 
We scored a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on Evergreen Way in Everett. See, it actually tastes way better being in that compared to having to manage the heat. You get more of the flavor profile, you do. yeah. All right, so uh, a lot of your pieces incorporate natural elements uh, like bone, stone, uh, crystals. Uh, what are some of your favorite mediums to work with and why? I like bones because it's something from our past, <laughs> you know, um, and it's a way to find closeness to the world around you. Okay. Um, and then I really like feathers. Um, because it's more of like the air representation and again, you find them naturally. Sure. Um, so I think those are probably two of my favorites. Okay. Uh, you mentioned kind of, uh, that, um, to me before that, uh, bone is kind of fun to, uh, to actually work yeah. on. Like, can I, you describe that a little bit? Um, so I had always thought about drilling it and I went to a market recently that I'm looking at setting up a vent space at. Okay. And I talked to a lady there and I told her that I really had been thinking about drilling the, my, my bones and she was like, oh, you should. She was, it's really quite nice. And I went home and uh, she gave me a couple better tips on, on cleaning them okay. too that I tried, that I did find were more helpful than the way I had been doing it originally. Nice. Yeah. Um, and so I pulled out my mask and I pulled out my little Ryobi drill and I was like, all right, well, we're going to go find out. And I went outside and I started drilling holes in things. And it is, I don't know why it's so satisfying, but it <laughs> really, really is. Uh, and then, like, the final result of actually being able to, to tie things to it and use it for things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I could find a way to incorporate it into my candles at this point, I would. But I haven't quite figured that out yet. To incorporate bone or the drilling? Bone. That would be interesting. Yeah. Do, like, oh, especially if you had, like, actual skulls. Like you could do um, a candle casting over the skull and let the let the yeah, so wax go down. Wax skulls currently, but if I could find a way to incorporate that, yes. That would be wicked. Especially if I can make it look like it was bleeding. That would be cool. <laughs> so this little dude, he actually is going to a home after we leave here. Those are cool. But he happens to look like his head got bashed in. I like it. So, yeah. He's got little imperfections and that's just, that's perfect. We're all imperfect exactly. in a perfect way. So, and that's the fun thing about the mold candles is they do have a little bit of difference to each of them. So... It's fun and a little bit of a unique style. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming and, uh, and sitting and chatting with us today. Um, I appreciate it. I hope you had fun. Oh, I did. And awesome. so I have things that I call ugly candles. 
I don't know if you're going to get an ugly candle or a pretty candle. Are you allergic to anything? Nope. All right. So, take a pick. One's a soy candle. One's 100% beeswax. One's going to look kind of pretty inside. It's blue and glittery. It's going to be a soy candle. The other one is going to have... But of some dips and imperfections. I like the color. I like the green color. They're, they're my two favorite colors here, green and purple. So it's kind of hard. All right. <laughs> there you go. So what Perfect. color did you get? Oh, let's see. Let's see what we got here, guys. Ooh, it's a uh, kind of blue with sparkles. So that is a soy candle. I've never burned a soy candle before, so now I'm kind of I'm excited to give that a try. Remember so. to trim the wick. Okay. Otherwise, it'll burn too hot and too fast. Gotcha. Um, your burn time on it should be a minimum of four to six hours. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll let you know how it goes. All right. Please do. <laughs> and thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. And uh, we'll have a good day. <laughs> Stay high, everyone. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Remember to hit like or follow and uh, share with your friends. Bye. <laughs>